My name is Tiago Pedro. Hello, you all. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for the invitation. I'm excited, a little nervous, so bear with me. <laughs> Honey, it's fine. You ain't got to be nervous as you do like I do as I tell all my friends. They be like, I don't know about the cameras. Just think you want FaceTime a call with me to get some laughs and some kiki. Okay, okay. Girl, she ain't nowhere near nervous, girl. As many offers she get of somebody telling her she look like Drake, girl, she ain't nowhere near nervous. Ah. She lying, girl. Honey, that's what we trying to they get. They thought that was Drake before she said her name. Honey, okay. when they Honey, seen that camera. It was like I had a double take twice. Right. right. They had to do the, what Missy said? Make you do a double take. What? Y'all too. However, y'all already know how we do this thing. So tonight's topic is about body image. However, we're just gonna go into that a little bit later because we want to get to know our Judies. That's what we're doing differently. We want you to know the folks that we know so we all can know them. So I lived here from 9 to 16, um, always in the North Shore area, which is um, north of Boston for those who, who are not from Boston. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I moved back to Brazil when I was 16 and I finished school there, high school, and went to college there. Um, I have a major in um, English literature. I have a, a master's degree in in um, adult psychology and um, um, didactics, didactics, <laughs> because yeah. I'm a I'm a ESL teacher, so I teach yeah. English as a second language. So part of my master's degree is is the second learning process of of language acquisition. Um, I just moved back to the U.S. Um, three years and a half ago. Um, after I was away for almost 12 years, um, I was never back in between. So it was a very different experience having uh, a, a child perspective and then coming back as an adult and queer and of color. Yeah. Um, so it was, it's definitely like a 
very different life than what I had as a child. Uh, and yeah, I think an overview of my life that's that kind of covers pretty much. I mean, yeah, because you know, you, like you said, you was there from you moved over here when you were nine. Yes. Stay here for a little bit and went back when you were 16. So, yes. like, I would want to say, what would have been like the different experiences? So, like, what was your child life like over so there? I, I had to adapt four times in my life. I, so I was in Brazil up to the age of nine, fully alphabetized. And then I moved here to a country that I had never been, a language that I didn't know and had to go to school. So I needed to learn a new language and then do that again. So from nine to 16 was like teenager. You know how it works. Yeah. Um, we're like, we don't like ourselves. We don't like anything. We like very few things and then we don't like them anymore. Right. And then back to Brazil, right? Like on uh, when I was finding myself um, as like things I, I would like to do, thinking about college and then I changed scenario again um, and then I moved to Brazil and then I had to adapt there I adapted there went to college had a career and then I moved back to the US at the age of 26 so I had to readapt as an adult to what is to be an adult in America even right. though I speak fluent English um, it's more culturally um, there's a lot of the culture that I don't know and I missed because of this it, this time that I was away. So whenever we are talking, most of the things I'm like, mm, I don't get the reference. You know, um, right. we can communicate. But whenever there's jokes, most of the time I don't understand because they're they're cultural based. And I've missed that. Um, and also like to deal with racism dealing um with um the queerness here is very different than dealing it in brazil um, like, what's the difference when you're dealing with it in brazil like what's the be, like pros and cons of it all so to me specifically um in brazil i'm very light skinned um in brazil we don't have white people so um right. we, we, it's not a race like in America like it's racism because one believes that this race is better than that race we don't differ differentiate people like that in Brazil is colorism um, is more predominant because we are all of color right. we, we all have relatives by blood that are darker or lighter like everyone you know yeah. it's it's not uh, a black and white kind of situation so um, do you think like in that dynamic you guys are separated because I know you said it's colorism over here. So would you say like the lighter your skin is, the better your life or a type of lifestyle that you yes. have or the background yeah, and whoever has a darker skin has more um difficulty to navigate through through society. Um when I say darker skin, for example, um you both would be darker than me, right? In Brazil, you're not considered black yet. You know? So we like, which is that because yeah, because, I was just about to say that like is that because we're not dark enough black yes. or a, we're on that shade of brown but we're not black. You're not 
Okay, so just to make it straight, like what we would consider, is it right or not? This is not what I'm saying, okay? Um, we would call you guys mulatos or moreno, which is that you're you're a dark brown, but you're not black. So it's it's regarding the shade of black, I guess. Um, you could say that. Um, so you you would you would probably not suffer racism or be really um, held accountable to racial issues as someone that would be more dark. Someone who is in the darker shade as that than you. Gotcha. I am com- I'm considered white, so because not I, I'm pretty pretty light, but my family is lighter than I am. Um, so my family in a, as a whole is considered white. So whenever we were dealing with racial issues, um, it was always from a, a, a privileged perspective. So I never had a say on it. I've never experienced. I never had to deal with anything like that. It never crossed my mind until right. I got here. <laughs> and so the difference for me is actually dealing on my own skin racism. Um, I was always an ad- advocate to the cause, but I understood now, like after moving here, that what it really means um, to be in someone's shoe. Uh, of course, not to the extent that people live, because there is also the privilege of being light skin. Um, but just to deal with that in any level it was like blah mind-blowing to me i'm like were you just racist like what's so it? within that you would just say like your experiences was definitely different because like you said over there more lighter skin and you can do things more freedom it's like you are allowed and you're supposed to because you have the right right so like yeah. coming over here now that you're dealing with true americans deal with like I don't know. Did that put you in the space of like, I don't, you know, I don't know. Like, how am I supposed to feel? Like, do I feel disrespected now because I'm somewhere where probably the other Caucasian counterparts don't see me as such? And it's just like, I do have those in my family, but I do come from, you know, a darker type of skin tone background, even though it's a lot of many different shades of you guys, I'm pretty sure. Yes. But like, so do, you know, like, how would you feel about that now with the experience that you have here with being here almost three and a half years? Um, it's honestly, I feel, I, I feel very bad, honestly. Um, it's not something that I can get used to it, um, especially because um, most of my friends are, are dark-skinned people. And I, whenever we go out... Where I hear their stories, um, it's pretty heartbreaking to me. Um, I can see like how trauma could have a place um, on whatever actions um, they have today and how they react to things. Um, I've been traveling a lot, especially to the south, and I've, I've. Like I have honestly never seen or presenced something so I I would use this the word crazy. Um yes. because it's just so out of my reality. Um, even in Brazil, 
um, to think that one person would say or do something like that to another, you know, um, that I've been present. So when I say like I understand my light skin privilege is that even in places where we are all of color, uh, me, for me being the light one, I, I see how I'm treated differently, you know. I, um, my eyes are a little um, lighter. Um, also, like my my tone. I don't know. Maybe also like the way I speak because it's not my first language. So I I tend to be more by the book of whatever you know. Like um, are you more proper in your in your original language? Because you know how here in the English language we have the proper, then we have the slang. Yeah, my family, they're all teachers. So I come from a very um, proper family. My family, we don't make use of slangs, even in Portuguese. Um, So it's not something that I'm used to. It's for like using uh, bad words. See, like I can't even say the words. It's just like not something that it's in my character. I see it for you, I know, sis, I know. Okay. Um, So it's just... It's an adaptation that I would love to not have to go through. <laughs> but unfortunately, America doesn't allow us to just experience life as it is. Um, yeah. it, it is something that we didn't choose just as our sexuality. And it we just have to deal with what comes to our way. Ooh, shy. And we're dealing with that, we're coming out of our way. We're gonna take a break because I need one. But as y'all know, you know, we just get into this gig talking about, you know, colorism and skin tones and, and the girls traveling between ages and culture. I wanted to ask this before we even get into body image. Was it like a culture shock for you to come back from, you know, when you was here at 16 before you left at, you know, your high school years? Cause that's different time periods. Those are yeah. different time eras. Like, like how was that transition for you? Because you come from, you you go back, to, you come from the states to go back to Brazil, and that's a different culture and different time zone. Yeah. Versus then you come back after you know high school and college, you come back into the states, and it's a whole nother world. It's a I, it's it's crazy because um, I have the home feeling of both places. And simultaneously, I have the non-belonging feeling because wh- when I'm here, I'm I'm always the Brazilian. Like this is my Brazilian friend, and then when I'm there, oh, this is my American friend. Oh wow! Because um, so you get both. So in both places, I'm from, but I'm not. You know, right. I have people who I, I I've known for 15, 16 years in both places and yet um they are they know that i'm not fully from there so i i, I get both parts of the culture yeah i think kelly i was talking to kelly over his house and and then the, in in some point of the conversation um they were like but she's not from here you know and i'm like yes and at the same time i i understand most of it but it's right. the same thing when I'm back in my home, which is Brazil. So whatever feeling you guys have um, towards me when I don't understand something, um, I have the same thing when I go back to Brazil. True. Because I was gonna say that because I agree. Because it's the same thing with me. So like, 
I've been on the East Coast for about 12 years. Mm-hmm. So when I go back home to Detroit, even though people know I'm from Detroit, I'm always like, if I'm go out and in the scene, they will always shout me out, the Queen's Kelly in the building, you know, all the way from NYC. So New York, like, that's New York is my, that's I'm like, when I be like, people like, oh, you going to New York, you visit it. That's my home. Like, I made a home base here. Yes, that I live in New York for five years, but I'm like, I've been in the Bronx all of that time. So my friendship base, family and supportive base, like everything is right there. So like when I go to Detroit, it's just like, ah, oh, Chris Kelly walked in the building from NYC, da, 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 make sure you show him love, da, 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 da. She from Detroit. <laughs> she from Detroit. <laughs> Why they gotta be hating? She a Detroit girl. Y'all amp her up. That's because I travel. Girl. That's because I travel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Travel. Yeah. Travel. 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 But um, from what now that like um my mind is thinking about this, from what Clark asked um Chavon <laughs> is, I think the thing that I, it was the craziest for me to adapt was that it was okay to be gay, and just like not too long ago, I would say maybe my first year and a half. I, I I still had like very many restrictions on to how far can I go with my gayness. I'll say. Um, you still ideal up under the covers. Um, oh, I'm, I'm under the covers because I'm very flamboyant. I was about to say who? Who is I mean, Diago? I'm, I'm, I'm asking because <laughs> I love Diago, but she is flamboyant. Well, I'm not. Girl. It's just things I want to for social media or camera purposes. Now I got you. I got the head of the conversation. But like, also, you you all met me after, you know, like right before and after kind of situation. Um, I'm not gonna say that I was ever mask and I was calling people bro and what's up and like all tough that it's just not me but there's definitely a part of me that I I was able to to explore here and I never knew it was within me um for example I never I had I only met the first trans person here I only met a drag queen here I never saw a trans person in my life or a drag queen um, while in Brazil, um, my oh, reality—I was about to say because I've, I've seen videos of drag queens and trans girls in Brazil, so that's it baffles yeah, me. But it's my reality, like yeah. no, no, and, and I'm not knocking sure. you for your reality. What I'm yeah. saying is, it, it's interesting that you say that you get here to the states and your first trans girl or your first drag queen is here in the states, whereas. For us who's seen the culture grow from even with Brazil to know that there, we didn't know there was a, a community down there. Just like we don't know the community and how it is in Africa. Right. They have the scene, we just don't see it unless it's visually shown. So for me, I feel like we've seen enough footage from Brazil. Yeah. Seen the drag queens or seen the. The main issue there is that you don't have. Um, enough representation in a regular life. 
you yeah. know gotcha. that makes sense um we have performers like pablo vitar she is our most famous um, artist in the country and she's a drag queen but in your life um in your daily life you don't know people who transition from work have right. house they're married um and they carry their lives as queer and successfully um in the way i see here like you all are successful um queer and open about it of color um all doing your things and it's just seamless you know yeah whenever in brazil a same situation um is in scene for example my family towards me um was always they always assimilate or associate um queerness with something negative um so they associate that for me to be gay i wouldn't be successful for me to be gay i wouldn't want to go to school for me to be gay i would be into drugs or anything negative that they believed it was negative um but that comes from from a, like the, historically you know there's a history behind it there's a whole religious belief behind it also we all know um you all been through yeah, it perceptions people of color regarding sexuality but just going back to the first question to um the cultural shock was i will say that to most because it opened my mind in towards like what what will i be um the person who arrived here three years and a half ago could never imagine that i would be this today no that's understandable because even when you arrive in here you know you got the culture shock you got the color tones and how you treat it from one place to the next um it's just that like body as far as body image like let's really get into the let's throw ourselves into that right mm-hmm. so like being over here in america like it's a lot of different shapes sizes height shorts <laughs> you know what i said heights Yeah. Um, it's just a lot of, you know, different things because I feel like which is crazy because I feel like body image was very heavy and a thing way way back then like even before I feel like like our generation of mm-hmm. birth was came up and then it's just like when we were growing up you know body image was a big because in our era it was like if you wasn't this skinny girl with like body you have the model body like it wasn't really checking for you. I feel like the big booty almost curvy girls started coming towards the late 90s into the I wouldn't even say that because I wouldn't well that's that. when the freak me cast started that's why well see but that's the thing when we talk about body image though I would say and in the sense of where a lot of people got sensitive about body image it did get to that point but it wasn't until like the late I said the mid 2000s is where the transition of body image changed Reason why I say that is because when we talk about the early in our generation, body image for us was the goals of a model, yeah. the goals of the Tyson Beckers, the goals of the um what other high high top models, the genuines, the genuines. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The singers, the R&B singers, the bodies the like that, the Tyrese, the the Ushers, the that was what the we were right we had those it was all about the muscle bound it was never about you know what I'm saying to what it is now right and then when it shifted that's when we started getting the different body types of 
okay, yeah, we got the cores, the Morse chestnuts, and we got all of them, but what else is out there? You know what I'm saying? Then we started seeing the, um, who else was, who was our top body that was like, the Van Diesel's, the, 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 the Rock. The Rock. Started the rock. rock. You had all of those folks coming out there, and then it was just like, okay, wait a minute. I need my body to look like this. Yeah, yeah. And if I can't get my body like that, I'm going to get it done. Yeah, which is, which leads me to, um, to conclude to, that um, whatever you guys were experiencing at that time, never went away in brazil um brazil is known for bodies um there is a, a procedure called bbl yeah just um, just so you know how how intense it is for us to have a certain shape um being a man or a woman it's a tropical country we we have summer all year round it's beach day every day of the week um, we we are known to not wear a lot of clothes. We 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 are not used to wearing a lot of clothes. We like mini shorts and tank tops. You know, if I need a top, or else we're gonna be shirtless. Um, we, we we just like to show body a lot, and it's just cultural. Once you go yeah. there, everybody is very fluid as well when it comes to. Cause I've always figured every time when I hear of like Brazil or somebody like, oh, I'm from Brazil, I've always get into like, oh, you have a nice body with a good tan, the life's flowy here. And it's like, oh, your ass like product, and then, you know, you got that your muscles your in Brazilian. your <laughs> <laughs> Say it again, we say bread. I, I said, I, I always, they're like, oh, by that ass, that explains why you're Brazilian. You know, like the, so the, the general conception the stereotypes, is the like, yeah. You know, but, um, but in for me itself, um, it developed body dysmorphia because I never had what I needed to have, which is the packs, you know. Right. Um, I I was never a gym person to be w- lifting weight. Was I ever overweight? No. Was I overweight for what my family needed me to be? Yes. Yeah. You know. Um, because I was never a, sport, a sportsman, you know, like I was never playing soccer. I was not out there doing all these activities. Um, I never had the big arms and, and there's a, 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 a certain standard that you need to kind of follow to be considered pretty or not. Um, with that, when I came here, um, it was so different, so different, you know? Um, I used to tell my my friend she was my roommate there and she moved here too and we became we, we continue to be roommates here over there I said I need to be I, I need to be funny and I need to be entertaining to compensate the fact that I'm not attractive mm, so you thought you wasn't attractive oh yeah a hundred percent a hundred percent and when I came here, um, I got so many compliments, like based on what I looked like. Right. For um, the first months, I always I, I I believed people were mocking me, um, because I I did not see that person. <laughs> like what whatever. 
So was that because you never received those compliments in Brazil? In my life. In my life. I've and just in general. You never received those compliments until you came back into the States. Yeah. My, my, At your adulthood. Mm-hmm. Even my, my my family. Um, my family is a big family. So we're like 29 grandchildren. Um, and we're very close. My aunts, my uncles. Everybody's on everybody's business. You know, it's a, that, that mess that we know. That drama and that love simultaneously. Um, and they used to say... Um, that at least I was I was funny and intelligent because I didn't look like my co- your co- wow. you don't look like your cousins but at least you're you're funny and intelligent. Was you always the same size or? Yeah, I, I, I was. I, I, so I, I, mean, so when I say that, I mean, was you always the same? Because I was a kid who went from being a small petite kid up until I was like eleven. By my teenage years, I began to put on weight where I began, I got to a size 40 at the age of 18. Um, I was about a size 40 in pants. Yeah. Whereas then I had to grow, I wasn't comfortable in my body. Right. And my teenage years, probably majority of my young adult years, I wasn't comfortable with my body until I moved back to Boston back in 2016 2017 yeah about 2016 and 2017 it took me a while for me to get comfortable with my body interesting i, I never knew that about you <laughs> right because you you've known me as a host who's been able to just explicitly uh not explicitly what it was what i was trying to say i i mean i'm one to expose my body yeah the person that i met like it, it, it's just a person who is so comfortable with um, their body. Very confident. Yeah. Um, and this is something that I have been building up just recently. You know, um, it's very new. People just assume that our stories are supposed to be this and that based on what they see. Um, you all met me after I was here already for a year and a half, you know? Um, so it, I was already more integrated into what the gay scene is, um, or at least what um, I was able to grasp from it. Um, definitely all of you and including all the, the our, our friend, um, friends in common have helped me a lot without even knowing. Um, just watching you guys talk to each other um, teaches me so much that um, that is something that it's priceless like I can't pay for this you know like this is t- things that help me grow that it doesn't it doesn't have a price on it um, yeah and regarding body that's the thing I was always compared to my cousins they were always athletic um, they they are everyone is much lighter than me I'm not gonna say it's a race thing but there is definitely that European look that um, is more attractive, um, and they they have that in general, you know. Um, they're my friend, my friend, or my family. They they go like to the blonde side of the whiteness. Um, and you the blonde hair, blue eyes. Yeah. yeah um, so I get only the hazel eyes, like the light mm-hmm. eyes from from like what they have but everything else was just like I needed to base on my personality 
Right. Coming here, even today, like the, the as of today, there are many situations I, I would never get shirtless. You know, um, just recently I started putting some like see-through. You know, um, I think I, I I bought I I stole one from Jelani <laughs> because it was my first time that I that I used uh, and and I felt comfortable. Right. And I was like, oh my god, you know, like this can happen. I'm good with it. Um, so my question would be, and I said I was going to do too much talking. Oh, I, I know this is the last question. So my question would be, and this would probably be a good question yeah. because it's <laughs> in the sense of when you, so once you got acclimated here, and you still dealing with your body, this, what is it called? Dysmorphia. Dysmorphia, but Dysmorphia. We, also let me put a disclaimer out. So this is not us clinically. Oh, we're not clinically. No, you know, saying somebody has something to something. This is someone that is, you know, in our group and circle of friends. Body image has always been a thing that we should look like. What we feel like we need to have, and this, that, and the third. This is one of my friends coming onto this platform explaining something that they've always wanted to kind of address and just say. Hey, I know my body looks like this. I think my body feels amazing, but I, I feel like my body should be this. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is just things in time that we just, we learned what it is. We figured out and found out that it had a meaning to it. So this is us explaining and not really like putting a discord on somebody. No, we're definitely not doing that. Not doing that. I, I, I think it's more so sharing experiences that um, a lot of us deal with, but don't choose to talk about. Let's talk about yeah. that. But my question was going to be, in a sense, well, in the gay world, because in our gay society, we do judge a person off of their body. Off appearance. Off of appearance. Off it. Whether it's sexually or friendly, we still would judge a person off their their appearance. And I wonder with you, do you find yourself as a struggle with dealing with guys that may judge you off of your body, you know? Okay, yes. Your body size and stuff like that. Um I think I deal with I I, I, I I always have dealt with the fact that I don't see myself as attractive. So there was never a point in my life that I was happy with how I looked. So that is a thing. Um even I was never big, I was I was never overweight. I you know, like I, I, I was, I was never the, the person who needed to go on a diet to to reach a certain weight. If you look on all my pictures throughout since I was born, um, you don't see anything wrong with it. But I was never satisfied. Right. You know, I always thought I was big. I look in the mirror and I see something different from what you're seeing. You know. Um, what I deal here is different. One is, I think you all look to, like so good, and and that kind of affects me in a way because I I don't think I look as good. Um, even, even though I have reassurance from third parties. Um, and the second thing is dealing with. Um, Dealing, dealing with hypersexualization that I had never dealt with before. Right. 
So my problems are different from what I dealt in Brazil. Um, so I, I, that's where I started having issues with, um, with white gay males, um, because I was hypersexualized for being Brazilian, and then for being for having a fat ass or whatever they they envisioned, you know. Right. Right. Um, and I feel like um, black men, specifically, right, gay men, they they are more um, cautious about it because bl black men go through much a lot of hypersexualization within the apps and within the gay world here in anywhere it's the same thing in brazil the darkness yeah. have to deal with hypersexualization and due to that um they don't do to others because they know you know um the level of appropriateness and that explains why most of my friends are are black men because our lat my latin folks they they deal a lot with the body thing that i do too and i just been in a loop for so long that i it, it, it and i just found a way to not be um feel so bad anymore that it kind of distanced me unconsciously um um from th this group this crowd this certain um world i would say yeah so with even being in that world and we know what society can look like we know what society wants us to look like and we know what society try to put our pressures on us because yeah. that's just what they do yeah so we even going into all of that and just knowing how it is with the brazilian culture and you got your you know you mix up coming back into america and what body types are and what they're supposed to look like and all that other gig um, but you know, this is a segment where we go into my what tea and hot chocolate. What tea and hot chocolate? 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 What tea they don't be yeah. really ready. I'm actually ready. not ready, but I'm excited. Okay. 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 I, I like okay. that answer. That answer is better than I'm ready, ready. girl. You right. Know this. <laughs> so with tea and hot chocolate, you are unpredictable. Questions. We're gonna ask the numerous of questions, and if you find it very factual, it's tea. If it's false, hot mess, hot a mess, it's just hot chocolate, hot chocolate, hot chocolate. Yeah. That's shitty. Then, uh, sorry, you too. You know what? So, this is being hot chocolate. So, we're going to ask numerous of questions, and you just give us tea or hot, or hot chocolate. chocolate. I'm going to mix it up, 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 mix it up. One popped out, so I'm going to grab that question. Ooh, I done dropped my whole. Look at that. Tear up. Tear up. All right, first question. Hetero, tea or hot chocolate, heterosexuals are generally affected by negative body image versus gay and body image. 
I would say heterosexual individuals mm-hmm. are generally affected by negative body images versus gay individuals. See your hot chocolate. Um, hot chocolate. I, I, if I, if from what I understood. You're right. You're right. I was supposed to be like, eh, we live in a gay community. We it's know so much we worse for us. a lot harder than the heterosexuals. Yeah. Just like, you know. Just like your friend. Yes, let's see. Let's see. Let's see what question I get, child. These papers is long. Girl. They longer than the Twizzlers, I believe. We're gonna have to cut these papers down. Right? Just y'all write these questions. Stop writing these questions. That's a long time. It is. Just try this question on this book. I don't answer. Come on. How long to? We got time for Shoot that. John. That was not the question. <laughs> what? That's that. That's not, that's, that's not the question. Come on, ask the question. That's not the question. What's the you question? Tea or hot chocolate, right? Mm-hmm. The world that we in today with impacting body image, who is way worse on what you should look like? Social media or your circle of friends? Tea or hot chocolate? You give me two options, social media or circle of friends? Right, yes. Who's worse? Social media. Like who's worse than DSA? Yeah, so um, tea for social media and hot chocolate for friends. I'll take that. I think, especially because what we need to consume, especially when it comes to like porn, for example, um, and other things that are supposedly to be sexual, it's always the same thing. I'm just saying, friend. Next question. I got the next question right here. <laughs> Bring it to me. Friend, why is it so small? Cause you all never like this. I gotta go with this. I'll see if they I gotta go with this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah, I'm sorry, y'all. Don't mess with this. <laughs> that is juice. It was the juice. Right. My gin juice. Anyways, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Tea on hot chocolate. For one, for one to feel, to one to feel one with themselves, tea or hot chocolate, and improving their body image, do they embrace their differences or... What you mean? Do they embrace their differences? Meaning, like you embrace your body. Basically, I would say embracing your differences is like embracing your what you see for what you see. To okay. so go hot chocolate to help you improve your body image. Okay. You know what I'm saying you're embracing it, or do you just go ahead and start exercising? Um. Okay, so exercise is hot chocolate. Um, you cannot change your perspective based by changing your body. Um, So it has to be within. So it's tea that you need to accept yourself 
um, and it's hot chocolate, that exercise will solve it. Solve the issue. No, that's it. You ready for that? I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm not ready. Right, ain't that much paper in there. Okay. <laughs> Tea or hot chocolate, right? Uh huh. Having a slimmer body means you're healthy. No, of course not. It's hot chocolate. No. Wait, bitch, that's two, two snaps, snaps and a circle. <laughs> 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 All of them girls who know that, that if them. you know the reference, you you owe me. Uh-huh. If you know the reference, comment in the um comment box. That part. <laughs> Yet again, you old enough. You now, should be. If you don't know the reference and you watching, go figure it out. Your parents should whip you because you should know better. <laughs> okay, yes. So I'm just saying, you know how we always do on this thing, because um, it's just fun, giggles, and laughs. Always. You know, we got to know a little bit more about Mr. Tiago Rico. Right. We also yes. talked about, you know, adding a little dash of colorism because we also, y'all know I like to be cultured on this channel, so I need y'all to know and understand where my friends be coming from, okay? So <laughs> when they be coming from where they be coming from and they come over here like a marriage I feel like we got an episode of Culture Shock with Body Image. Yes, yes. We, uh, we could say that. We wasn't trying to, but we did it. We did it It made sense. I don't think you can separate one flow. thing from the other. You're right about that, sweetie. And y'all always know how we say education is key. Each one, teach one. Boosha. That's how we're going to get ahead of life. But however, you know, Mr. Tiago, if you have any lovely, you know, Ankaras or, you know, sayings and things, I'm making okay. stuff up. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, any sayings in life that you use or whatever else, you know, you want to share with people, come on, share with the Jews. You know, let them know something about life. Um, I, I just the, uh, there's a saying that I always use for myself. It's just be truthful to yourself. Um, that says it all. Um, it doesn't matter what you want people to think. It doesn't matter what people think. It doesn't matter how you project yourself. As long as you know who you are and you and you keep truthful to yourself today, you don't have to be the person you were yesterday. Um, but you can always be yourself today. That's all. That I like that one. I like that one. Which I might have to put that on the t-shirt. <laughs> Girl, I'm always doing myself. Oh, we know. Because <laughs> for, for, for some of y'all watching, I know y'all, when these episodes drop, they're always going to ask, where's the shirt? I see you wearing the shirt. Where do I get the hoodie from? You know, I'm going to turn it all the way. Y'all see it. Y'all see it. Y'all see it. Y'all see it. Right. But y'all see it, and it's okay. It's okay. Let's trust me. I'm telling you, by the time these episodes drop, y'all will have access to everything that we're doing. Yes. Single Gay Podcast. However, we want to thank our special Judy for the evening. Did she get my IG or something? Yeah, I was kidding. Oh, you was getting to that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. However, for this evening, see when your friends cut you off your Judy. 
So we want to get into, we want to thank Mr. Tiago Preto for coming in tonight on this episode and discussing and teaching with us and having a few cocktails of water and whatnot. I'm going to have to ask them audience. I'm going to have to insert their stuff in here somewhere. Good answer, good answer. With that, Mr. Tiago, would you like to please let us know your social media platforms, how our Judy's can find you? Yes. Or when they have any other updates, any other questions they want to know, they know where they will come look you from. Yeah, definitely. First of all, thank you so much for inviting me and having me on your platform. Um, I'm a new Judy and I just love the work you both do. Um, and it really speaks to us as a, as your public. I'll say, I can say that for myself. And I hope whatever conversation we had here can um, clarify or help people who... Um, who who are watching or listening to this? Um, I think that's important. And you can find me on Instagram. So it's Pego underline Tiago. Um, that's the best platform to find me at. But you can. I'm, I also have Facebook. It goes through my name, Tiago Pego. Easy to find. There's a lot of not a lot of Pegos right there. <laughs> so what he's saying is if you're looking at this video and you see his name on the screen because his yeah. full name is going to be there his Instagram is backwards last name, first name with the underscore in between you go to his Facebook it's the first name and the last name but I don't think there's no underscore in between however, if y'all watching this on Facebook, please make sure you subscribe like and hey, comment because yeah. all the descriptions is going to be there in the bottom of the box and please share this video with others Please, oh, oh yes, please share. Make sure you hit the notification bell, girl. Make sure you know who we are, girl. There's iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or what else? We got that. Oh, I lied. Okay, Make sure y'all check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Spotify? Spotify. <laughs> oh, Spotify. Anyway, go ahead. On Spotify. However, y'all already know how we gotta get. If you can't keep key key with, with your Judy, then, then who can you keep key, key with, bitch? And add all that in. I don't Child, you gonna, that you, you gonna try to get YouTube to get it? No, all right, let's do it again. Let's do it again. Edwards, cut this part. Go ahead. Y'all know how we go out of this gig. If you can't kiki with your Judy's, then who can you kiki with? And with that being said, we love y'all. And Judy's, we want to thank you for definitely and coming in with us. And new Judy's, we also want to thank y'all for coming in and support because we are family. That's what we do. Family. I got all my brothers with me. Mm-hmm. All right, we out. Yeah, but we love y'all, and we have y'all have a good night. And this is all right. Really have a good night. Thank you so much. Bye, Bye. Bye.